Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast. <gasps> I know. Again. Still, what? Still. If you don't know what that is, it's an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great app for everybody. Get it for free in the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping. And the theme this week is... Finding your community. Yeah. Yeah. Let's right? go find it. Let's go. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. I know you have an update for me and I'm Jen. dying to hear it. Jen. 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 So, I, as listeners may know, uh, I have a new vet for uh, Boogers, <laughs> my orange disaster cat. And I brought Boogers in to go to see a vet and it was for urinary problems, potentially. And that vet stumbled upon a delightful phrase that he said multiple times in our conversation, which struck me as odd. And that phrase was little pink cat penis. Oh, take us back to the moment, please. Little, little pink cat penis. How's his little pink cat penis doing? And more than Has he been licking th- his little pink cat penis? He said that like three times, right? Yep. That yep. is, and I just, I just uh, it was a little bit much. He's trying to get a reaction out of you. He's trying to seem. Uh, so I think I figured it out. I think he's just straight up fucking strange. <laughs> you know, isn't that like Occam's razor or whatever the fuck? Like yeah. the simplest answer it, is usually the answer. He's just fucking weird. He's just he's just a big weird nerd. And it actually is kind of delightful. So I brought in um, Roasty Toasty, Roast Beast, into for her uh, vet appointment. She goes in every six months for her geriatric exam. That is the cutest thing. Side note, that video you posted of her where her like does she does the cutest meow I've it's ever like, heard. I, listen, I listened to it like 50 times over <laughs> the weekend. I even went baby. back to her Instagram and was like, I have to listen to that again. It's so <laughs> cute. She's like whispering to you. She's, she's like, so precious. She's like, bust us out of here. Roasty is very much simultaneously a ancient forest warrior who guards over me every day. And also a tiny baby who just need to be squeezed. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. That's exactly like, where I'm at with Mavi. Yeah. I love my toast toast. So so you so, so so I, saw the vet again. So I brought her in. And so Roasty, Roast Beast is actually like her nickname that I that I tend to use. So she has a different name on file. But uh, Roast Beast is on her collar because that's what we call her. And, um, and so I brought her in and um, in comes a little pink cat penis vet. Oh. Uh, and is that on his collar? <laughs> It's actually written on his clipboard. Yeah, uh, he checks it off every time he comes in the room. Uh, but he he was totally normal and fine. But but I could tell that the whole office was a little goofy. I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. You know how like you could tell an office is a fun office, With, but it's a fun office like in a like Garfield posters kind of office. Oh yeah, but We're, like they're enjoying it. Okay, so so it wasn't like just the posters; it was the mood. Like the whole mood of the office was is a little bit slapstick. So like I was just like hearing anybody want Chipotle and like the background <laughs> and stuff, and people going yeah. Like wow. I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't unprofessional by any means. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just I'm just surprised. They're just a, very silly. A vet's office is like is. I mean, it could be a sad place. It can, but they're doing their best. So uh, he's checking out Roast Beast and he sees on her collar, it's Roast Beast. This isn't what it's in my charts. And I explain, yeah, you know, I call her a lot of things, you know, like Roast Beast, Roasty, Roasty Toasty, Beesdo, <laughs> so you, Ro Ro Ma, you, you BJ Baby Thumpy Stumps. <laughs> 
Did you really? So <laughs> I like, nicknames. Yay. I went into it, and then and I think he was like, "Oh, she's sing- she's signaling to me that she is my people." And then she, he went off on a. Well, I got a dog named Grandpa. His name's the dog's named Grandpa something because he's named after like one of the cubs. And he's like, we call him Grandpa Pop Pop, Grand Poppy Pops, Grand Pop Tart. Like it was just like a whole. He went into it, and I was just <gasps> like. Oh, yeah, oh. you're just fucking weird, too. Okay, cool. We're in. Wow. And it was one of the most delightful vet appointments God, I've ever I wish, had. Don't you wish, listener, fellow listeners, that you could just have a moment, like, viewing that scene? It was really Trans delightful. Trans nicknames, vets nicknames for their pet. But also, like, he's the kind of person that names his dog Grandpa. Yeah, that's weird. Which is... That's <laughs> so weird. I, um... He's a particular new flavor of dweeb. Yeah, I, I've never encountered this in a vet <laughs> i agree i agree yeah. he seems to really enjoy his job and meeting cats i and think i'm okay with penises. that i had a i visited an urgent care like a year ago and i would describe the doctor as goofy and i did not care for it <laughs> no no this like, one's I'm, okay i'm here worried that i have strep throat can you like i don't <laughs> I, I don't need you to be funny <laughs> I'm not here for that. Uh, but in a vet, I think I'd be okay with it. I don't know, man. And like now that I think about it, like it just in general, like your humor can be very deadpan, which is great and very, very funny. And I'm very live pan. Oh, uh, but you know? I will change it to adapt to, That's true. to people that work in the service industry. That's very true. Because, yeah. you know, anything that can make their day a little easier. Not, and, that, not that vets is exactly the service industry, but you know what I mean. And I bet, like, you know, the situation would have been different if I was bringing in Rosie for a problem. Like, yeah. she, she was just yeah. coming in for her regular checkup, like, <laughs> yeah. every six months. She's going back in to get her teeth cleaned. Oh, cute. Get her little, little teeth cleaned. Um, what else is happening? So, um, I have a thing. Oh, tell me so, everything. Speaking of animals, this just reminded me. So, last weekend I was visiting my parents. And they have a golden retriever named Charlie, who is the biggest golden retriever ever. He's like as big as this table train. Whoa. Part of it is he's just a big boy. And part of it is uh, they overfeed him. (laughs) So uh, he is just a giant boy. And they also did this really interesting thing where they uh, they never trained him. So (laughs) that's an interesting (laughs) way to go. It's like letting uh, and it's it's okay because uh, he's very friendly. He's not like vicious or anything. But he is. He's just so, uh, he just loves you so much. So I have to like, I can't sit like on the couch to like read, which I tried to do a couple of times without him like throwing himself, <laughs> launching his body at me. So I have to like put up, I had to like put up a barrier of pillows to like <laughs> just what? To sit down. I know, I know. And like my parents used to have like a high top table and they got rid of it for like a table with like normal chairs. And I can't sit there because they'll come over and just drool over me. Or, <laughs> no. It's just like, I just set up the moments when I want to interact with him. But for him, there's never a moment he doesn't want to be interacting. And he figured out he does this weird thing. So every day when my dad gets home from work, Charlie greets him at the door. But not just that. He runs into the kitchen, throws the top half of his giant body under the counter, grabs uh, in his mouth a a dish towel and runs and brings it to my dad. And I was like, what the hell is Charlie doing? And they were like, he does this every time. Did they, tra- they did not no, train him no, to do he this. Just every, and I looked it up. I was like, what, what the fuck is wrong with Charlie? So I Googled <laughs> it. And uh, it's allegedly, I don't know if this is true. If there's any animal behavior people out there, please email me because I'm very curious. The internet thinks he's giving a gift to my dad. That's really and wonderful. And that gift is every day, whatever dish towel he can get his hand on. Isn't that incredible? It sounds like something that you would want to train your dog into, especially if they're particularly drooly. Because yeah. if you're like, bring me a towel, <laughs> it's just automatic cleanup. He's very smart and trainable. It's just that... You know, no one want, doesn't want to do it. <laughs> Man. 
Do we want to do the question? Yeah, let's freaking do this. Oh, it's, it's my turn to read. Oh, it sure is. Hi, Jen and Trin. Hello. I, he, him, gay. <laughs> love it. I, don't, I love, I love you. Was lucky enough to graduate from college and move to Chicago about seven months ago from a smaller city a bit south from Indianapolis. I love living in this huge city so much better than my small hometown, but I need to build a new friend group slash support network after moving away from mine. Also, I'm really looking to try and find a queer community that I gel with, but I am not sure how to find one. I've tried to find groups that interest me, but I haven't been able to find queer groups on Meetup outside of sports leagues and LGBT board games. I'm overweight and not great at sports, and while I like playing board games, I'm not particularly passionate about them. I've also tried looking for volunteering opportunities at LGBT centers, but most of them require being 25 or older. Am I just looking at the wrong place? How do I go about finding hobbies for gays that I'm interested in? How have you made and found friends after getting out of school? Thanks. Okay, so. So, hey, welcome to Chicago. First of all, welcome to Chicago. Greatest city in the world. Cheapest place in the United States to be relatively safe and gay. Best food city. I'm saying it. It's, it's the, the best only, food city. It's the only food city. Thank you. Yes. Um, so whether or not you are gay, he, him. Finding your new community when you move is really difficult. And I feel like the things that we're going to talk about probably apply to a lot of different people. Yeah, we've got actually a couple of questions in the, in the queue, Trin, about moving and finding people. So maybe this will apply to more than more than like a handful. That would be nice. My first reaction to this was, I think you need to just kind of like, you know, pull up your pants and, and join the board game club or the sports teams. Yeah, yeah. That's one option. Yeah, that is an option. You might just need to keep doing the couple things you mentioned that you don't feel super passionately about. Like board games, you don't have to be super into board games to have a good night playing board games. Right. And something like a board game group, and honestly, I, I'd recommend going in for the board game group. You don't cause a ton of drama when you leave. Whereas with a sports team, if you were to join that and not be super into it and you would like, you know, maybe leave or something. That might let people down. Yeah, you, you, I feel like you, because I'm on a softball league and you kind of have to commit. Right, right, right. But something like a board game night or a meetup like that, I would say, I know this is almost definitely not what you want to hear because you asked me specifically, what should I do instead of this? And what I'm saying is nerd up and just go to the board game night. Because here's the, the truth. Queer people are everywhere, you know, like we're 10% of the population or something. I think that if you go to the board game night, with an eye out for people that you like, and you can ask them what else they do, like what other like queer communities they're in. It's just, I think it's a good first point of contact to find something else. Yeah, consider it like a stepping stone or a jumping off point to doing the next thing. Even if you're not like wild about this thing, you okay? It's just my glasses are so fucking filthy. My glasses filthy. are always dirty. It's so annoying. Like I literally, Jen, I'm looking through my glasses and I'm just like, is it foggy or am I disgusting? Yeah, and then and you the clean them is, and you're like, oh, wow, those were got bad. How did I let that happen? I took them off and it's like very clear. I can see where my greasy nose just went slurm right over the <laughs> lens. <Slurm. laughs> um, but yeah, okay, back to what we were saying. Yes, I think it's a good like first stepping stone, Jen. You're totally right. And the board, just another quick note about the board game thing. Um, do you know which board games you like and don't like? Because right. board games is so vast. It's like saying the word movies. I don't right. like movies. I don't um, like sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, I there, love sandwiches. There are so many different kinds of sandwiches. Yeah. You haven't tried every sandwich. Because you probably, there is a game out there that you like. My new favorite game is Wavelength. 
And I've heard great things. It's so good. And it would actually be pretty hard to play with all new people, <laughs> but it would be still fun. So, um, yeah, I would say, like, don't go all in on, like, Euro strategy games. Yeah. yeah but, like, Wavelength or Monikers or just something light and fun. It's kind of hard not to get a group laughing during that moment. I agree. And what's nice about board game nights is that a lot of people will start with like a short game like Monikers and then then they'll play. I always use the example of Battlestar Galactica, the board game. That game game is absolutely out of control with its depth and intensity. It's (laughs) such a no for me. And I love Battlestar Galactica. Takes roughly 16 hours to play. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds awful. But the good news is, is that you'll have an easier time um, rounding people up to play like a small deception game, something like that, because people will also be looking to warm up. Uh, And who knows, like maybe you'll like them enough that you will want to sit next to them for 16 hours calling them a Cylon. Mm, Exciting. Cylon. Get off my fracking ship. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I did my impression of Colonel Ty, which I had to cover my eye with my left hand. Anyway, suck it up and play some board games, nerd. Yeah, (laughs) do it. Friggin' do it. Um, You you also mentioned volunteer opportunities at LGBT centers, but most of them require being 25 or older. That's interesting. I volunteered around the city a couple different things, not at this specifically. And the 25 thing is an interesting challenge for sure. I would encourage you to volunteer definitely at a place that you're passionate about because that will benefit both you and the organization. So like don't volunteer at a live rescue or one tail at a time if you hate animals. Right. But if you do love animals, go do that because I volunteered not at a ton of different places, but they're 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 pretty gay. I'm They're just going to say, the vol- volunteering, especially if you pick like a progressive political campaign and go s- send mailers or knock on doors, it's going to be gay. Yeah. You're going to find gay people there. And things that just occur in the gayberhoods are going to be a little bit gayer. For example, um, there's a garden center in Andersonville, Gethsemane Garden Center. And if you're into plants, they uh, every now and again, every couple of months, they'll have like a terrarium class or something like that. And it is full of forest lesbians. Oh, yeah. So get your ass there. Um, that's, this is the, that's the thing. I think what we're really trying to say is, like, don't worry about finding the perfect opportunity. Like, it's going to be difficult for you to find something that both is your vibe with LGBT stuff and is a hobby that you really love. You also didn't list any of the hobbies that you like. Yeah, what do you like, by the way? You don't like, you told us two things you don't like. Right. <laughs> what is it you like? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Um, and you were, t- Jen, I really like that you mentioned the fact like volunteering is particularly a great opportunity if you don't have money. And there are things that do cost money that uh, are kind of cheap that you can do. Like I think the classes, don't, they cost like 10 bucks or something like that. If you have a little bit of cash and you want to take like an art class somewhere, they're, they're everywhere. Are you going to find a gay art class? Definitely not. <laughs> you know, um, or you know what? I've never Googled it. It could definitely exist. Um, I just think, man, I hate giving this advice, but it's time to lower your standards slightly. <laughs> yeah. So you asked us, am I just looking in the wrong place? So that kind of implies that there's one right place. Right. And that's probably not going to be true you haven't there's no like hidden gay uh oil painting class under a rock somewhere that you just haven't uncovered it's just probably it doesn't exist yeah i mean you just um you're not going to find all of your friends in one place right and you're not going to join a class that you love and like every single person there Mm -hmm. it's just not unfortunately this is not how it works but you're going to go to these things and start talking to people and then hear what they do and then you're going to go to the next thing or they're going to be like hey come out drinking with us this weekend you're going to go do that it's like you're just taking steps forward jen you know you know steven yes obviously you know steven did you know that i met steven for the very first time he had just moved from his old city 
And it was like his first night out in Chicago. And he joined up a board game night. It wasn't a gay board game group. It was just a group of people playing board games at Dice Dojo. And that's literally how he made like every friend he has in Chicago. That is amazing. Like trust Steven to like just drop down in the middle of a group and like make his five best friends. And yeah. then he's like done. So it does happen. It does Don't happen. go in with that expectation. But for some people it works. And but here's the, here's the most important part of this is that I met Steven that night. And if he had gone to like an LGBT board game group, he wouldn't have met me because I wasn't out yet. Oh, you know, wow, yeah. But he's like my one of my very best fucking friends, you know. And like I, uh, you, I, I'm not saying like don't close yourself off to straight people because maybe you've been burnt by straight people before. Um, what I'm saying is like queerness, like it, it's it's around, you yeah. know. I mean, we know where you live because we <laughs> live there too, and it is, on it is pretty gay around here. <laughs> Jen, Jen, I had such a shitty day and oh. you were wonderful and really funny. Thank you. It's true. I uh, I mean, a place to start is Boys Town. I mean, it it's, says it's Boys Town. It's, 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 in the, the name. it's the first like official gay neighborhood in all of the U.S., I think. Is um, it? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's also Andersonville, which people nickname Girls Town because yeah. a lot of lesbians live there. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a lot of um, so Andersonville is probably too old for you because it's a yeah. bunch of like gay parents and their pugs kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like exactly maybe right. maybe after nine p.m. Andersonville, but during the day, it's me. Yeah, during the day, it's like lesbians on bikes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a good city. What else is good? So, oh, Jen, you mentioned. Political volunteering, which I thought was one of the best ideas in the whole world. Yeah, I mean, the work, um, you know, we have some good politicians. I don't know who you want to volunteer for in Chicago. Find your people. Right. Um, the work might not be glamorous because uh, it is volunteering. Mm -hmm. And it might be phone banking or writing letters or um, I don't know. But th those political campaigns are pr not straight, usually. Yeah, I mean, so I'm assuming from you being gay that you're liberal <laughs> yeah. but um like uh if not we have so many questions we've we want to get to know you yeah um but i i think you can pretty safely say that if you volunteer for a progressive campaign one you'll be desperately needed and welcomed and two you will probably be surrounded by queer community yeah the thing turn and i like to repeat is when you volunteer someplace especially if you're thinking of like near an election cycle and it's a political organization, uh, it's going to be busy and stressful. Yeah. So if that's not what you're up for right now, don't do don't do that. Then ignore our Do advice. something that has a little element of socializing because that's what you're after here. I volunteer at this organization that sends books to women who are incarcerated and I love it and it's fun. And I actually have met some friends, but it is incidental because mostly we all have like our heads down and we're writing letters and picking books out. It's not really that social. Right. So you might not find a like if you're there to make friends and everyone is like we're working it's not quite gonna work so just keep an open mind when you i think you need to do a lot before something hits right, right. you gotta do like 10 new things and you're gonna like one of them the other thing about political organizing is that there are a lot of like political fundraisers again this is like a money thing um, but indivisible chicago i recently had a like a comedy night that was like 20 bucks which is like you know not cheap but it's also like not crazy like exorbitant expensive so those are things that you just showing up and like buying alcohol and having a nice time is helping you know I and you're also like you know and then and also it's no work yeah <laughs> you know? that's a really good 
good point. So, yeah, I'd say like looking for uh, like fundraisers. That's the other thing about like because you mentioned being turned away from the LGBT uh, volunteering community because you're so young. There are plenty of organizations that are LGBT focused that will have fundraisers and you are probably going to want to join their newsletter and see what's up. Yeah, the newsletter thing that remind me. If you're not on Twitter, good for you. But I would recommend following uh, Chicago Block Club and The Eater and other, uh, the Red Eye doesn't exist anymore, but like The Trib, because you will see what people are doing. Yeah. Like I, uh, you, you said you live in Chicago, so that got me, that get me all excited. <laughs> and uh, I'm definitely a person of privilege, but in my, I've never been bored in Chicago. I think maybe when I was in my young 20s and had like couldn't afford to like walk out my door, I would get occasionally bored. But that's also when I got an Xbox. So I, <laughs> uh, I just there's there's something to do in this city every weekend, really. And it sounds like you're in a great opportunity to take advantage of it. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I feel like some of your pickiness is due to apprehension. I think that you are waiting for something to be like, hey, are you gay and really funny, but not athletic and you write well and you got over 30 on the mass portion of the ACT? Well, come on down. (laughs) You know, like there's not going to be a meetup for people who could be your friend, though they can be anywhere. Terrifying, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. (laughs) Friends can be lurking around any corner. I mean, and and if you can put a little money toward this, you can be um, a regular at like a, a coffee shop or a game store because you still have to like treat and tip the staff well when you become regular. Yeah. Um, but that is a place to like meet people. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. What else, Jen? What else? You're you're a young gay person in a great city and I see nothing but good things in your future. I'm excited for you. You're You're about to bloom. Jen, um, I feel like we're winding down on this question. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention before I ask you my friendship in question? Oh, I'm so curious. Read the Chicago news more often. Um, not the crappy ones, but something I sh- did not take advantage of until very recently was like figuring out w- what was happening at like the Aragon. Yeah. yeah like or like, oh, my, like, oh my God, like Shania Twain's in town and I didn't go. <laughs> like you, you got Your best friend. You kind of you kind of have to like. Uh, get on these boring the on these newsletters that like sound like they'll be annoying, but like maybe it's because I'm getting I'm aging, but I found them useful for getting myself out of the house. Yeah, every now and again. Um, so uh, the Aragon is a music venue in Chicago, um, and I always forget to do this too. Like when I was 18 and didn't have two jobs, I would regularly go to MetroChicago.com and see who would be coming yeah. and playing. Um, so I would say, because um, you aren't a new person to the city, um, like if you like uh, like independent music or if you like um, huge United Center concerts like that, just um, find the the venue that probably suits you the best and check out the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spotify, if you use Spotify, has this feature now that like tells you like any artist that you subscribe to, they'll like email you and be like, hey, so Death Cab is playing in Chicago. And I'll oh. be like, I didn't know. But now I know. Thanks, I Spotify. I love that your example's Death Cab. I, We're I, so emo. I love Death Cab. Death Cab forever. Yeah. I'm Jen, I'm not making fun of you. I'm I know. I celebrating got, got you. weirdly defensive. <laughs> <laughs> You're defensive over Death Cab, and that's understandable. You could tell it's like a, it was a sore spot at one point in my life. Like <laughs> You've been attacked <laughs> in the past. Never by you, but over Death Cab. Jen, are you ready for my problems yet? Yes. Are you ready for my problems? I am ready specifically to hear your problems. I have a problem. I don't have a problem. It's not a problem at all. Uh, I just realized that I have a friendship question that I don't know how to answer. And I was like, maybe Jen will know what to do here. 
If you don't know, I don't. I'm not going to know. <laughs> so this is this is a completely normal situation, and nothing's wrong. Other than I didn't know how to react. Mm -hmm. So um, my buddy who listens to this podcast and is going to hear this. Hey, Kevin, put me in some of his art. And he texted a picture and I didn't know what to say. So I said, thanks. Because <laughs> I don't know. What do you? That's the thing is like, what am I supposed? What do you say? Because it's like, that's a nice thing. That's nice. But it's also like, I don't want you to feel like it's transactional. And like, also, like, I don't want you to feel like I feel weird about this. I also like, what do you say? What's the nature of the art? It's um, a, uh, a diary comic that uh, they had to do for an So art. I know Kevin, and I know the nature of his art, but for all the people that don't... That's a really good point. It sounds it like he drew me naked no, on nothing, Instagram. Nothing inappropriate. It wasn't like someone who drew you on a train. No. It just happened to me twice in my life, by the way. Someone Somebody took a picture of me on the train Yeah, once. yeah. Don't fucking do that. Why oh, are people this way? No, this that. was very normal and okay. Yeah, and you are friends. We're friends. We spent the evening together with other friends, and... There was a small scene in the, in his art. Thank you is the appropriate response. Trent. Is it the appropriate response? Because I was worried that it's not the appropriate response because I didn't want him to think that it's like, oh, this is, uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's, you know what it is? It's my discomfort with making anybody feel like they have to include me in their oh, art. Yeah. So like, I'm always, so I was afraid that if, that my saying thanks is like, please do it again. You no, know what I'm saying? No, it was thank you. For, uh, the thank you is, this is why thank yous are good. Because they're always, how do I say this? See, this is why your answer was good, though, because that's not what you said. All you said was thank you. Well, it turns out I said more. Oh, laid on me. Oh, I this said, is so good. <laughs> I forgot about when this, this was just a couple nights ago while we were editing the Friendshipping book. Uh, and I oh, said. Oh, yeah, you don't remember anything from that night. I, my whole night was a blur of emotions, adrenaline, Bad chemicals. <laughs> I said, oh, all caps, sobbing emoji, sobbing emoji. Thank you. This is very friendship. I'm drinking and writing the friendshiping book right now. So I'm like primed and ready for peak friendship content. My body and mind were ready for friendship. Trin, this is 100% a great response. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised you feel weird. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because you're weird like me. But there is nothing... See, see, I what still I feel thought, weird about what it. What I thought you're actively telling me this is not weird. I'm just like, are you sure? I'm a hundred percent. I actually thought, okay, when you said I said thank you, I pictured Kevin sending you this comic. Yeah, you replying thanks. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we can talk about how that might be sound like you're unenthusiastic, but then you show right. me that, and it sounds like okay, you did great. Okay, so okay, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. It's like when somebody <laughs> kisses you and you're like, "Thank." Thanks. Thanks. Or like when my husband says, "I love you," and I go, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks very much. Thank you. I mean it. Firm handshake. Thank you. Um. Thanks, Jen. Um. I felt weird I, about I, that. hundred percent. I. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting you, Trin. That response is lovely. This is internal. This isn't external. Just so you know. I agree with you. I was thinking even about how in our book, sometimes we'll use our friends' names as examples mm -hmm. in like completely unrelated examples of mm -hmm. stuff. And it's like, should I tell them? Will they be, be delighted by this? I don't know. Jen, every time we record, I feel like, man, we just did our damnedest under the circumstances. I know, every time. It's I never like, that was so easy. It was like, my life is so hard and I shed out this episode shaking. One time when I was like posting about a new episode on Twitter, I said, against all odds, we posted a new episode. I, I That wasn't a joke. People don't <laughs> I, know. I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know that like, 
No, they do because we whine about it enough. Yeah. One of the best, uh, the best review we ever got of our show. And uh, I haven't looked at our iTunes reviews in like a year. I should do that. That's always a nice boost. <laughs> um, but I remember one of them was, it's really funny when they're both in a bad mood at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that was intended to be a true compliment, but I definitely took it as one. I Oh, I did immediately. Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, why would you keep? Because I feel like if it were, if it were bad when we're both in a bad mood, then nobody would listen to our show. Because that's like three times out of the four times we record a month. It's like, it's always like, um, so it's like a uh, a lunar eclipse when we're in a bad mood at the same time because it's so common. I don't have to, I don't have to check this, Ian. I'm not going to do it right now, though. And it's like a solar eclipse when we are in a good mood together because it's so rare. How often do, uh, do lunar eclipses happen? Guess what? I don't know. I'm just oh. making this shit up. And we up. have no way of knowing either. When I'm not Googling you it. You actually don't have your computer. You can't Google it. And yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> We have every opportunity to fact check ourselves here and give you real journalism, but we refuse. <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Jen Dangerous 2 ends Trin and Tonic, and do friendship. If you'd like to send us a question, hell, do it. If you want to roast us online, <laughs> do that too. N- only Jen. I'm too delicate. Uh, you may do that at uh, uh, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. You really came through for us. <laughs> oh, my God. I emailed our agent in a panic just like two days ago. It was only two sentences. And there's no way she knew up that I was like in the most emotional distress of my entire life. But then she responded within like seven minutes and we both it's unclenched. Like she knew. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, she's a, we're not her only people. So right. it's hard to expect her to reply to emails quickly. But this one she did. She probably had like an omnifocus go off. That's like, this is the day they're editing their book. I'm sure. Bing, Trin, bing, Trin bing, bing. help. Trin needs assistance. <laughs> help, help, help. Thank you to Monica Verma. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy, for making the studio work. Thank you to... <laughs> Why am I so mad at this? Thank you to Lauren Gallagher uh, for doing our design work. Congratulations on your new studio, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren's gone full freelance. Going rogue. Thank you to Molly Lewis, who sings our theme song. Thank you to Ian Perman for editing our episodes. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. Um, well, we could wrap up. We, we've recorded for like 32 minutes. I think people will adore this episode and want more. <laughs> I really hope so. 